Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Because you have always been good. In the evening we will say you are good. Because that's what you are. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you for ever reminding us of your love for us. And for this reason, Lord, we faint not. But we will be patient in waiting to see your goodness in our lives. Thank you that every event of our lives is working together for good. We bless your name this afternoon as we lift our praises unto you. That you are good. You are consistent through the ages. Seasons come quickly and go. But you never change it. And you hold on to your word that you have proclaimed concerning our lives. You have declared to do us good. And we know that, Lord, you will do us good. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I wanted to lift up your voice and say thank you, Lord. I bless your name. I exalt you. Because of who you are. You never change. You are so truthful to yourself. And therefore, standing on your word of truth, Lord, I have a reason to say thank you. In the morning I say you are good. In the evening I say you are good. You are good to me. thank the Lord for provision of your life I know that is that time of the year when some of us don't have a place to stay some of us don't have money for registration some of us don't have money for food but I want to thank the Lord for for his provision thank him thank him you may not have it in your hands but it is provided for by God I have what I need. I have what I need. I thank you, Father. As I confess in faith, knowing that you are good, and I can stand on your word that says, you shall provide all that I have ever needed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
I have a testimony. I have a testimony. Because when I did not expect, when I knew not when and whence it shall come, you made a way where there seemed to be no way. I thank you. Thank you that at the end of it all, what you have said is what will come to pass. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Good. but there are quite a lot of us missing where are the old people that were sitting at your place last year you know I've been preaching on labor to be blessed isn't it labor to be blessed where is the book do I have a copy or you think the prayer time is over so the book is also over. It's not over. This morning I asked a question in a place that I want to ask that question again. And it's a question that you should answer. As a person sitting by you, do you think you can answer the question? As a person, do you think you can answer the question? Tell the person, I know you can answer the question. I don't know the question, but I know you can answer the question. The question is, what do you want for your life? I mean, you can answer it, isn't it? Or you can answer it. Why is it important to know what you want for your life? Why is it important? Why is it important to know what you want for your life? Hmm? Come again. So that you can know how to get it. Yeah, I mean, it's, why do you think, look, I've not come with tricks, oh. <laughs> I've come with very simple, simple questions. It's important to know what you want for your life so that you can evaluate whether you are on the right path or not. Do you get it? The problem with most people is that they don't ask themselves questions. So just, they just keep going. You, you just keep going. And if it is just about going, you can keep going uh, and only and come back to the same place. Have you ever been lost before? Before the advent of GPS, uh, most of you were born in GPS era. So you don't you understand what I'm talking about. But you see, those of us who came before GPS, 
You see, those times they had this roadmap that as you go out, then you have to go to page, from page 42, you must go to page 83. And you are driving. And what betides you if the person sitting by you doesn't know how to do the map? And sometimes you can get so lost that you drive around, you make maneuvers, and then when you appear, ah, but I was here not long ago. <laughs> the reason is that because you don't know where you are going, you don't know the, 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 the signs or the road that will lead you to where you are going. So you keep moving, thinking that if I'm moving, I'm going somewhere. Yes, you are going somewhere, but you come back to the same spot. And many people have their lives like that. And so this is a very important question that you must constantly ask yourself and constantly seek answers. That what do I want for my life? Because if you can answer that question of what you want for your life, then the next question will follow. How do I get what I want? Are you with me? Yeah. Have you asked yourself that question before? Who has never asked yourself that question before? Give me a wave. Uh, you are in church. Don't lie. <laughs> or you didn't ask, but you gave the answer. You didn't ask, what do I want? You just say, I want this. Okay, so as a person sitting by you, what do you want for your life? And, and tell the person, I need an answer. Hallelujah. Guys, did you get an answer for yourself? What did he say? What, who did you ask? What did he say? What did he say he want for himself? Come again. He wants money. Good, at least. He wants money. Because somebody says he wants money. At least he wants something. Now, now. It is very important to ask yourself what you want and to clearly be able to define what you want. Then the next question will be, how do I get what I want? Do you get it? How do I get what I want? But you see, as a Christian, I need to give you a word of caution as to the how to get what you want. Are you with me? As a Christian, because the wisest person that is recorded to live under the sun is King Solomon. The Bible says. You don't have to agree with it. There are many things you've not agreed with it, but it has been. In Proverbs chapter 16, I think so. Is it 16 or 14? Um, um, what's in 16.5? What is it? 16.5? No, no, that's not what I want. There, there is a way. That's, is it 14.6? Come again. 1412. Is it 1412? There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. 1412. Okay, good. See, when you get old, the, the numbers will begin to play jokes with you. You see, as I was saying 16, I said, is it 14 or it's okay. But thank God for technology. Now, even if you don't know, you can find. But the same technology also is giving us more than we want. It's good. To, for the Bible, for reading, and for looking for verses. 
but it gives you more than you want. Because the same technology can bring so many things in the privacy of your, of your bed. May you be delivered from every evil intrusion of Satan by way of technology in Jesus' name. You see, the reason why I said when you answer that question, you have to take care in choosing how is that. In Solomon said, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So you see, when you define what you want to see your life to be as a Christian, don't just come up in your own mind of how to get there. Because of this scripture, there is a way. Can you write it in English for us? There is a path before each person that seems right, but it actually ends in death. Now, now, the problem in this world in which we live, in terms of the system, the people, is that everything you want to have in your life, the world and the system shows you how to get it. But the deception in it is that it doesn't lead you there. Yes. The deception, it doesn't lead you there. So it's like our brother who said, I want money. See, everybody would think, or you would think that if you want money, you have to work for money. Isn't it? If you want money, you have to work for money. But the truth is, if you want money, you don't work for money. I promise you, those that have been rich and that are truly rich did not set out to be rich. That, that, that's the difficulty of life. That, ah, how can you say that? I see this pole there. This is where I want to be. And you say, I can't go straight. How? No. Many things in this world that you want, do you get it? The way the world offers you to that place is not the way. You see, that is what Jesus said when his disciples asked, who is the greatest? And Jesus said, the one, is, the one who is the greatest is not the one who is sitting at table, but rather the one who is serving. In other words, to be great, you must serve. But you see, in, in the world, to be great means that you must fight to be the one at the table and people must serve you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It comes from this scripture. There is a path before each person that seems right. You see, nobody will choose a path of death. Nobody will choose a path of death. I mean, very few people will intentionally know that this way is going to kill me and they will say, I want to die. They will choose unless they are depressed. Even a madman, when he's mad, walking around doing things, but when a car is coming, they jump. <laughs> uh, have you not noticed it? Yeah. That they, they, don't, they don't walk in the way of the car. They are walking as if they don't care. And they, they are just moving. But when a car is coming, they shift. If the guy is mad, how does he know that this one, you can't, you can't bring your madness, you can't bring your madness on it. Are you with me? So the point I'm making is that because of this scripture, as Christians, we have to be very careful. And if you want something, if you want something, whatever you want, ask the Lord to show you how to get it. And follow the way God shows, God shows that this is the way to what you want. Look, God is not against anything nice for your life. Don't make that mistake and think that, oh, if I'm a Christian, it means that I can't have anything nice for my life. Come on. That's not true. It's another lie of Satan. Look, God wants you to have all the things of your life. 
all the nice things of your life. Because you see, when your life is beautiful, it is to his glory. Yeah. When your life is a mess, it is not to his honor. Hallelujah. So you need to, you need to really do your best to know what you want, what you want to see your life become. And listen, you must, you must have a bigger dream for your life. If you spend your time to read your Bible, you will find out that God even wants a far bigger dream for your life than you can even think of. Most of you want a husband or a wife, a car, a house, children, and that's all. But listen, your life is far bigger than the things you want. Oh yes, your life, the life God has given you is far bigger than the things you want. I mean, the life that I have now is far bigger than what I thought for myself. Because if my life was all about my wife and children, I mean, it would, I would have exhausted it by now. I have four children. Two are already in school. I left with two at home and my wife. What else? How much of my wife can I have? If we stay too long together, you tend to quarrel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't worry, you are not married, so you understand it. When you, when you grow, you understand what I'm talking about. Oh, how can it be? The way, no, no. When you, once you marry, things are not the same. And then once you marry for a long time, things are also not the same. Hallelujah. So if my life was about my wife and children, it was, then I'll say that I've, it's, my life has been given too much bigger space than what I need. Hallelujah. So, we must, what did I say? I said, decide where you want, what you want to see your life to be. And if you really want the full picture of your life, go into the word of God. You will see what God has prepared and planned for your life. But if you still don't want, and you just want to stick with your small one, it's still okay. I can't force you to have the bigger one. It's still okay. But even your small one, God knows how to show you to get it. And he wants you to get it. I said, he wants you to get it. Don't, don't choose your own way or don't choose the way the world presents to you. So, for example, if you set your face that I want to have money, or in other words, I want to be rich. I don't know whether there's a difference between rich and having money. What's the difference? Is there a difference? My brother, since you said... You want to be rich. Is that you want to have money? Is there a difference between having money and being rich? What's the difference? You are not rich. So having being rich is having money over and above what you need. Okay. So do you want to have money or you want to be rich? Or you want to stay with your what you want? You want both. Ah. When you have one, you have the other. But you see, the Bible, the, the same Solomon tells us in Proverbs 10, 22, that if you want to be rich, don't labor to be rich. Isn't it amazing? But you see, Proverbs 10, 20, he shows us how to be rich. I think in Ecclesiastes 4, something, he said labor not to be rich. But here, he says that, oh no, 10, 22, where, where are you? That's the correct verse. The, the blessing of the Lord makes a person so being rich is not a bad thing are you with me but, but the way to be rich 
is not to work to be rich. I don't know if you understand the difference. You see, what makes rich is the blessing. Did you, did you get my point? What makes, if you want to be rich, don't, don't go towards the way the world says you must be rich. The way the world says you must be rich is engage yourself in businesses, make more profit, keep, keep more, give less out. Cheat the people of what they deserve. Pay them small and pay yourself a lot, isn't it? Huh? Give yourself a big bonus and give the others peanuts. And negotiate with them as much as possible to reduce their cost. Is that, is that not a way to be profitable? Get a lot and keep more and give out less. But you see, laboring or, or, or being blessed, the blessing of the Lord, which makes rich, uses a different method. In fact, the blessing of the Lord actually tells you, or, or for the Lord to bless you, he tells you to rather give, which is against normal business principles. Give. Give to people. Help people. Be kind to them. Why? How, how does giving out makes you blessed? You see, what most people don't realize is that even though God is not running in terms of the systems of the world, everything belongs to him. And so the guy you don't help when you can help actually belongs to God. The love that you have to show to somebody by going an extra mile to make the person's life turn out well, that you hold back. That person, that person belongs to God. Now, if you have to do all those things, you can't keep. You see, if you have to do all those things, you will not cheat your workers. Yes, the work they are doing deserves 2,000 rands. But because you can afford, because the work they are doing, you've contracted them, they are giving you 2,000, but you are charging 8,000 from your clients. You've given them their 2,000. What's their problem? No, no problem. I know a guy who builds our churches for us. Like we buy the metal structures and he comes to fix it. And he has a charge, sometimes almost about 60,000, 80,000, just to come and fix the two structures. He charges us per square meter. I recently discovered that he has a guy who is the main person who is doing the things. Like the main, so he himself doesn't, he comes on site, just comes to check. Of course, you know, sometimes the person who is just checking has an eye that can see a lot of things. That's the difference between a specialist and, so you don't disregard them, and I'm not disregarding. But like the guy who is doing the main job, arranging the things, he pays him 250 a day. And this guy is charging us thousands. Now, you will expect that this guy is rich. But you see, when the Bible says the blessing of the Lord is what makes you rich, it's not how much you keep. I don't know it for a fact, but the way he's always demanding money, I picked up that he's gambling. You see, so the good you will not do to somebody, the addiction that is wasting your money is also not being taken away from you. Because, I'm all, I mean, I don't gamble, and I don't feel like gambling. So why, why is it that you are gambling? Now, I'm, I'm explaining quite deep to you about some of these things. What do you labor for? If you want to be rich, you must work to be blessed. Not, not to be rich. Because, you see, the principles of the world system of riches, steal as much as you can. Falsify documents. Get a tender and don't do the road. And don't build a house. And, 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 and take all for yourself. Now, you see, the road you don't do 
is going to lead to an accident that could have been avoided if the road was good. The things you don't do that you should have been doing as you have won the tender and have all, the, all those things is going to mean that some people will be unemployed because the economy will not be going up for people to get jobs. It's going to mean that some people will be deprived of many good things that could have come to their lives. And you see, all these things, God is watching. You see, most of us, we think that because this person doesn't worship God, God doesn't care about them. Oh, you are making a mistake. <laughs> I said, you are making a mistake. So the world will tell you, this way is what you want to get. Break somebody's relationship and get the boy. Because you, you have what he likes. And you got to know that he likes what you have. But he's already attached. And maybe where, where he is, he's not being given what he wants. Because maybe the sister is a serious Christian. And, and you are willing to offer for free without being asked. You thought I was going to talk about tender people. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Do you get it? Now, now, you see, what you don't know, what you don't know is that these things, they work against you. They work against you. Because that person may be what actually this person also God has given to them. And you are using your ways to take it. As you win him by offering him, so also he will be won by others who offer. Because it, it won't be long, yours will be old. Or even if it's not old, he'll be used to. So are you surprised when another is also winning him from you? By the new offer that is coming. Yeah, and you don't understand that, ah, but this one is not like mine. It's not about what is like yours or not. It's about you are, he's used to. You see, and what you don't know is that by offering and doing these things, you're actually spoiling the Christian life of this person that God has called to be a blessing unto people. This is home affairs. Yes. And I feel like, I feel like making a tent here. Listen to me. Whatever you want, there is a way by which God has ordained for you to have it. You don't have to choose the way of the world. I said, you don't have to choose the way of the world by operating your own wisdom. The Bible says, cease from thy own wisdom. Cease from thy own wisdom. It's, I think Ecclesiastes, labor not to be rich, and then it says, cease from thy own wisdom. Proverbs 23, verse 4. Cease from your own wisdom. Do, do, you see, what I'm preaching now, you'll sit there and you'll be arguing with me, but you see, 20 years down the line, you'll prove me right. Yeah. So you better listen. You better listen and listen now. There is a way. It seems right to you, but the end is death. This verse, labor not to be rich. Cease from your own wisdom. Cease from your own wisdom. What, what does it say in English? Don't wear yourself out. 
trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. Don't wear yourself out trying to be rich. Because that is not the way by which riches come. Riches comes when God blesses you. I said riches comes when God blesses you. The things you want in your life, God is the one who has put in your heart the desire to want it. The things you want to see, it's God, it's God. So choose his way to get what you want. And you see, you will get it. Which scripture says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrows. The blessing of the Lord, it makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Are you here with me? So I want to encourage you and I want to speak to you that, listen, there are things that, what, what, what do you want in your life? Let me tell you something. Even if you don't know what you want for your life, desire to have a blessing from God. You see, a blessing from God is like a blank check. Whatever you need, you can write it. Yeah. A blessing from God in medicine, we call it a gem cell. It can become any type of tissue you want it to be. You see, in medicine, in the body, when you do the embryology of the body, the skeletal muscle, in other words, the muscles that move the bones, your frame, we call them skeletal muscles. It cannot become a smooth muscle. In other words, the, the smooth muscles are the muscles in your intestines. Your, even the heart muscle is different. The muscles in the intestines and other muscles elsewhere, they are smooth muscles. Now, once you become a skeletal muscle as a cell, you can never change to another muscle. Even though you are a muscle, you can't cross. But the germ cell is a cell that retains its capacity to be anything. Now, that is what the blessing of the Lord is. When, when you have the blessing of the Lord upon your life, anything you need, wherever you need it, and whenever you need it, it shall be to you. It can cause you. When you are blessed, you will escape where others are stuck. When you are blessed, when everybody else is dying, you will live. Yes, yes. When you are blessed, whatever you need, it will be provided. So let us fight to be blessed. Don't live your life aimless. I said don't live your life aimless. Because many people don't become what they could have become because they never lived their life with an aim. You see, when you read the Bible in the Old Testament, the story of Jacob. You see, Jacob became, Jacob is the one who gave birth to the 12 tribes of Israel. The sons, Reuben, Simon, and all of them. And the nation Israelites. He started with his grandfather Abraham and his father Isaac. Then he spread out. But he, in particular, was somebody who fought to be blessed. He maneuvered. It's almost like a blessing is all that he needed. And I can tell you something. That if you can fight for your life to be blessed, your children and your children's children shall always praise you. You, you see, you're, when you are dying, you will not die with pain. You will die full of years. And you will see that your life has accomplished a lot of things. Yeah. Fight to be blessed. And the blessing will become anything you need whenever you need it. Have an aim to be blessed. And for many of us, what will stand between us and being blessed is the pleasures of the moment. Pleasures of the moment. I said pleasures of the moment. What stands between you and a good life? What stands between you and a life that can be a blessing unto many? A life that many can depend on is pleasures of the moment. Some of you, the struggles of your life is because of the pleasures of the moment of your parents. When they should have done what they, should, they needed to do, they were seeking pleasures of the moment. And therefore, they never became what they ought to be. But that shall not be your story in Jesus' name. 
whatever pleasure is presented in your life as a hindrance, I curse it. Amen. And I say, may the Lord cast it out of your way. May, you, may it lose its attractiveness for you. Amen. May you always question its, its presence and its manifestation in your life. Amen. May you never embrace it. May you reject it in Jesus' name. Yeah. So that you can receive that which God wants your life to be. Yeah. The blessing of the Lord, it makes a person. It doesn't make air. It makes a human being rich. When God lays and says, you are blessed, nothing can stand before you. All the witches in, this, in your village can come together. And they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't last. It wouldn't be a match that has to go beyond round one. Do you get it? Yeah. You finish them because you are blessed. They themselves will actually go away from you because they know what awaits them. They will say, you know what? Out of here, let's, this, this one, leave him alone. Let's go to another place and see what we can do. This one is, is not a ground. Yes. That's when the blessing of the Lord. How do you get blessed? Oh, in many ways. Many ways. But in a nutshell, someone. Someone. Let's do the King James first, then we'll translate it to English. You see, many of you have an opportunity to be blessed. You see, many of you, you, you stand at the junction of history, changing the story of your family life. You see, up until you, all the family, through other ancestral worship and other things, the life is going there, it's going, you don't even know where they are going. But you are a new generation. Yeah. That through you and all that, that will come after you, the story will be different. Yeah. Yeah. You are going to change the color of the family. Amen. It has always been dark, but through you it shall be bright. Yeah. Yeah. Satan will want to entice you by, by, no, by presenting to you the most powerful of his weapon, and that is pleasures. Yeah. Most of you come to church, you hear the word, but you are struggling between doing the word and moving away from the pleasures. You know what I'm talking about? Should I say, should I say? Now, you don't, you don't know your pleasures. You don't know your pleasures. You, you don't know your pleasures. Should I tell you your pleasures? Oh. Now, I don't want to spoil the church. So I'm preaching. You, I, I mean, I'm not saying people's pleasures. I say your pleasures. Whatever. You're, it's almost like because of these pleasures, it's not allowing you to Walk the road that you know is a good road. But receive the power to choose the right way. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, the person who does not walk in an ungodly counsel is blessed. The first point you need to check is, who are my counselors? Who are my counselors? You see, that is why it's very important to have people who can counsel you. Proper people. You see, most of you are counseled by your friends. Do you get it? I mean, it's a mistake. You, you can sometimes be counseled by your friend, if he's a good friend. But some of you, your friends, every counsel they give you, when you implement it, you discover that you are three steps backwards. And, and it's, it's amazing how that normally, the last people go for counseling are the people that could help you. They are the last people that people go to. 
The one who could actually give you good counsel. And, and, and I think sometimes it's because we know what they will say. And, and because we are not honest with ourselves, we avoid them. But you see, the person who, you see, who eliminates, remember, remember this. The things that are listed here are not things that even have to do with you in terms of your desires. Do you realize it? That you are blessed, not because you don't have certain personal desires, but because you, your, your counselors are ungodly or are not ungodly. Yeah. It's, it's almost like God knows that as of desires, they are with you. Desire to have sex as a young man. Oh, I mean, some of you young men, when you wake up, you wake up with a direction. Oh, yes. And, and sometimes you, even you ask yourself, ah, but where is this from? You see, when you are young, every line is working. And thank God for youthfulness. Because a time will come when the lines don't work. Do you get it? And it's God, it's God giving. To misuse it is where the problem is. But to have it is not a problem. So you are not blessed because you don't have a desire. Or let me put it, so you are, you are blessed not because you don't have a desire. But rather, you see, you realize that none of them has to do with you in terms of the things that are natural to a living human being. It didn't occur to me like that. As I'm reading it, it just struck me. As for the desires, oh, please. Oh, please, please. You mean when I, I don't feel like having sex? I do, I do. I wish I could tell you I don't feel bad. Even at this, after all these years, I still do. Do you get it? Yeah. So listen, listen. To feel it is not a problem. And that is why it is not used against us. That you cannot be blessed if you feel it. No. To want to eat food, it's not a problem. To want to sleep, it's not a problem. What is a problem is who are your counselors? But many of us don't respect it, isn't it? But the Bible says the person whose counselors are, are not ungodly people is blessed. In other words, your counselor is more important than the desires you have. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. It's like the companion you have and the places you go to are the ways of sinners. Yes. And who is a sinner? But are we all not sinners? Yes, yeah, you see, we are all sinners. But, you see, there are some people who admit that I'm a sinner, but I don't want to be a sinner. Are you with me? And I'm looking to be free. There are some people who say I'm a sinner and I want to be a sinner. And I don't want to do anything about it. Don't offer me any help. You see, so there's a difference. A sinner who wants help out of sin and a sinner who says me, I, I like my sin and I'm enjoying it and I, I actually want it more. 
Now, this is the type of sinner the word is referring to. No standard in the way of sinners. Those who have rejected God and want to have nothing to do with God. Nor seated in the seat of, scornf- of the scornful. People who mock and make fun of God and the things of God and anything that is godly. These are the people that are in your company. You can never be blessed. But if these people are not in your company, the Bible says you are blessed. I said the Bible says you are blessed. And then the next part is, but his delight, what excites him, what, what they look forward to. The person who will be blessed is the person who has removed all this group of people out of their lives. None of it is talking about your desires. I said none of it is talking about your desires. But removing certain kinds of people out of your life. Because you ask for your desire, listen, you woke up with it. You didn't pray for it. You, when you woke up, as you were growing, you realized that it was coming. No application made. And you were not asked whether you want it or not. Are you with me? But in terms of who your counselors are, and the people you stand with, and where you sit, the type of people, that one, it's your decision. It's your decision. And I'm telling you today that these things, they stand between you and the blessings of God over your life. Don't blame anybody if you don't have the blessings of the Lord over your life. Because these things, you see, God is merciful. He's, he's, the conditions he puts before you are conditions that you can deal with. If the Bible says, blessed is the man who doesn't have a desire for a woman, many of us can never be blessed. I mean, many of us will go home unblessed. Yeah, yeah, the game is ended. Blessed is the woman who does not have a desire for a man. Game close. But you see, here, the blessing is for those who decide that I'm not going to company with ungodly people. I'm not going to company with sinners. I'm not going to company with more, I mean, people who mock, but rather I'm going to make my delight in the law of the Lord. And in the law of the Lord, he doth meditate day and night. The Bible says that person will be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruits in his season. His leaves would always be green. The weather is winter, whether it's summer, the leaves will be green. And then the beauty of it is that Whatever he does, whether he's collecting rubbish, you see, whatever he does. So, so you discover that when a blessing is existing on your life, it's not what you qualify for, <laughs> but it's a blessing. So you may go to school and they will give you that. Here, do they do dancing courses? In, in, in my university that I went to, they call it dondology. Or I don't know whether we are, no, I, think, I think arts, create, something arts, not, not creative arts. It's something arts, which which involves uh, drumming, dancing, cultural things. And we always laugh at them. And it, it so happens that at the university I went to, that department is by the gate of the university. <laughs> so we always, we always laughed at them. And then one, one time, one of my classmates had a, a, a relationship with a girl who was doing the course. The way, the way the classmates laughed at him, he abandoned the girl. <laughs> 
But you see, at that time, we didn't know all these things. It's just young people laughing at each other. They say, oh, but you, as a doctor, how can you go for a dondology student? It's like people who are drumming and always dancing when, when we are doing something more serious. But you see, it's also pride. But what the Bible is saying is that the person who removes all those things that he must remove and brings into their life the meditation and the delight in the law of the Lord, that person is like a tree. Fruits will always come when it has to come. The leaves will always be green. And then whatever they do. So even if they went to university to learn how to clap, they will prosper in their clapping. Before you realize clapping has become an international competition. So, so, so the, the truth is, it's not what you do. You know, some of you, you have courses that it's like the courses are not, I mean, they are not one of the courses. Because it's like, it's like what the university could afford to give you. Listen, listen. I'm here to tell you that do it and do it well. But over and above it, walk and live a life that brings a blessing. You see, when, the li- when your life is blessed, it becomes irrelevant what course you did at the university. The only thing that is relevant is you have to find something to do. Yeah, when your life is blessed, you just have to find something to do. Because I don't know the meaning of what, whatsoever, but some of you may know. What is the meaning of whatsoever? Maybe you can give it to us in English. And they prosper in all they do. So, so the only thing that you have to do is to do something. Now, now let me ask you a question. Is it difficult to be blessed? Does your, your background limit you in these conditions? Does, whether you know your father or you don't know your father, does it limit you in this condition? So if you don't get blessed, then it will only be because you didn't work hard enough to be blessed. Or it's only because you didn't believe it. Listen, there's a blessing for our lives. And you can get it. You have to believe it. I said you have to believe it. Remove the people that must go out of your life. Let them go. It's for your good. And give attention to the word of God. Think about it. It will show you how to do whatever you want to do. It will show you the correct way. Because God, who became man, is the light of life. Jesus said, I'm the light of life. Whosoever followeth me shall never walk in darkness. As you set your heart to do what the scripture requires of you, may the Lord give you strength. May the Lord give you the resolution to say no to the things you must say no to in your life. May they lose their power to seduce you. And may the Lord put in your heart a delight for his word. Every form of deception that the enemy has put towards the word of God I remove it in the name of Jesus. As you read the word, may the light in the word be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. 
such that your decisions will be a superior decision against every attack of Satan for your life. That through the word of God, your trust in God will be very strong. And you will never be moved by any situation of life. But you always stand on his word because he says so. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I wanted to pray. Pray. Let's sit. Let's sit. I wanted to pray for a moment. I wanted to talk to God. Talk to him. Lord, I've heard your word. It's not complex. But I need your help. I need your power. I need your strength. I've been entangled by many things. I've been deceived. The world has trained me to be used to certain things. But today, Lord, by the power that comes from your Holy Spirit, I set free from all those things. I let go of all the ungodly counsels of friends that I have. I let go of all the sinners in my life. I thank you, Lord, that I do not sit in the seat of discomfort, but I look for people who seek you and who love you to sit with. Thank you that my delight shall be in the law of your Lord, on the law of your word, and in your law will I meditate day and night, that I may prosper in whatever I do. That like a tree planted by the rivers of water, I would always have fruits of my life. Every effort of my life shall yield. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice and begin to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Pray fervently. Let's ask the Lord, I want a blessed life. I want a blessed life. To neutralize every curse that is on the earth and every curse that is in my family. I turn around the situation because of your blessing that is upon my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I shall meditate on your Lord. Thank you. A that they may do what is right. Lord, I give you my heart and I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way. This is my desire. Oh, yes. 
ask the Lord what you want. Ask him what you want. You know where you are challenged. Ask for God's help. He will help. He will help. He will help. Your grace. Your help. By your blessing, whatever we do, it shall prosper. Whatever we do shall be a source of blessing unto us. Whatever we do shall provide all that we ever need. Whatever we do shall be satisfying because you have blessed it. May we labor for your blessing, Lord. May we labor for your blessing. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, ungodly counsel in the name of Jesus I cast it out of their lives sinners company I curse the relationship and therefore the loss of the desire to company with sinners may we naturally reject sinners out of our lives may we naturally have a dislike for their company thank you Holy Spirit 
May we never be found to sit with scorners. May we move far from scorners and company and sit with admirers of you. People who have respect for you. People by whom we will grow to love you. People by whom we will, go to, we will grow to seek you. People by whom we shall, they shall say to us, let us go to the house of the Lord that we may seek and inquire of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, as we give ourselves to your word, stir in our hearts a delight, an enjoyment, a wanting, a longing for your word by revealing to us Oh Lord, the gem of truths, the light that is in your word, that we may walk our lives by it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that your blessing may abound. For you told Joshua, this book of the law, given to you by Moses, shall not depart out of their mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and shall have good success. May that be our story, Lord. May that be our story. May we never grow up to regret the path of our life, but may we look back and say, you have been good to us. May we be fulfilled. May our lives satisfy us because of your goodness and your mighty works that shall be accomplished through our lives. May we be joyful at every stage of our lives no matter what the enemy throws at us. Because we know that in the end, it shall turn out well. For what the enemy meant it for evil, it shall always turn out for our good. Thank you for this assurance that we have of you. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, the blessing of the Lord begins by accepting what God offers us. You cannot be blessed by the Lord when you reject his offer. He blesses his own and them that belong to him first in a special way. That is why he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. So that those who receive Jesus will receive the power to become sons of God. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. What stands between you and your blessing? What stands between you and your relationship with God as belonging to God is your sins. And unless you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your sin stands because the wages of sin is death. So for your sins to go away, you would have to be crucified. But for you to live and somebody else die for your sins, it is to accept Jesus Christ. Then his death on the cross will stand in for your death so that his life will become your life. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, I want this life. I want to be a child of God. Yes, I have many challenges and many difficulties, but I still want to be a child of God. Would God accept me? Yes, God will accept you, just as you are. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. All you need to do is to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, who came to die for your sins and my sins and rose again on the third day seated at the right hand of God. This is not difficult. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. Remember, what stands between you and a blessing is the pleasures of the moment. But overcome it by choosing life. 
You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, we are still praying. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Let me pray with you. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus is inviting you to himself to offer you a blessing a blessing of salvation a blessing of deliverance from evil thank you Holy Spirit into the world to condemn the Pastor, I accepted Jesus some time ago. But you know, I've struggled to live as a Christian. I don't even know why I came to church today. But somehow, I'm here. And I want to start all afresh with Jesus. I want to rededicate my life. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you also. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Start all afresh with Jesus. Because you don't feel that what you started, you continued far, far enough. It still feel like you are not born again. And you want to say, Pastor, I want to be sure and I want to start afresh. A new commitment. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Let's all pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I'm grateful that you brought me to church today. Thank you for speaking to me. I have heard you. I want to be blessed by you. So I receive your offer of Jesus Christ as my Savior, as the Lamb that was slain for my sins. I confess. That he rose again after his death. Seated at your right hand. And by this prayer. Jesus. I receive you into my heart. As my Lord and Savior. I'll follow you. As you lead me. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. And with fire. That I may walk victoriously. In this life. Thank you for my salvation. And thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father, bless everyone. Bless everyone. Bless them in their going out. And in their coming in. Guide them into your blessings. That it will be said of them. Whatsoever their hand found to do. It prospered. Thank you for stirring in our hearts a delight in your word. To be a light unto our path. A lamp unto our feet. We thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen.
We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on royaltyhousesouthafrica.org.